0: Peace. This is new blog Flow Meta slash Liberation Chief, all combined under one roof because it's the same thing. I'm sending out these invites for today's conference call slash blog cast. <laughs> and that laugh was fake, but waiting for the homies to come on, and we have a whole bunch to talk about. <laughs> Okay, false adversity campaigns, those are related to repulsion marketing, the old 70s heroin generation dying off, black Vietnam vets and being conflated with the all-ages fentanyl crisis group on the other side, NPR using skewed stats and painting a false picture, I have evidence of that, human brands and certain curated black female male opinions dominating the media sphere. Um, Our dysfunction due to negligence does not automatically mean the other side's benevolence will occur more once you move to an area with less of us. And we're going to be speaking about that. Plus, I got an interview, interview with bruh. So, I'm on. And it's ready to go. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Yep, we're in the building. In the building. Things are moving kind of slow over here. It's probably because I'm using the free conference call app on a computer. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Peace, peace. I'm already knowing this is Liberation Chief. I saw the 201 in the building. What's good? Hey, what's up,
1: man? What's going on?
0: Can't even call it, G. Can't even call it, G. We got got a decent amount to talk about waiting for the Florida brother to come on. Let me see. How All you right, been, cool. though?
1: How you Adam been? I'm doing pretty How? good. You, are, you already know I'm down here in Fort Ben and pretty much on lockdown for right now, but you know, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs>
0: Word, word. So, so how are the vibes around Fort Benning? I know there's there's been some, some troop movement across the ocean. Like, what's the general, je quoi, or what's the general aura of people? Like, are people feeling worried? Like, especially our people, like, what's the word?
1: Uh, There's, there's a bit of uneasiness down here. I mean, we have a a, you know, a big population of ADOS down here. And, uh, cause we're, we're, we're actually in Columbus, Georgia, so um, it has a very rich history involving, you know, African-Americans down here. So, um, but wow. the overall vibe that I've been getting is that lately, you know, a lot, a lot of our folks are just worried right now. There's no telling what could happen um, in following moments, especially with, you know, who you have in the White House and whatnot. But, um, of course, um, you know, here, here on, on base here, of course, there's a lot of influx of uh, new recruits every single week. Everyone's coming in, doing that, or they're getting washed wow. out. So um, Getting washed out? you know. Wow washed out because, hey, injuries, uh, you know, injuries are, are a big, big thing down here. So uh, uh, we're definitely prepping for something. Um, probably the next couple of years, it's going to tell them what, but I don't see a need for 500,000, uh, you know, foot soldiers unless you're prepping for a war.
0: You said 500,000?
1: Yeah, that's they're, they're trying to get 500,000 new soldiers total. That,
0: that sounds and, like and that,
1: more... Is that more than the
0: sandbox about?
1: Yeah, that's more. That's way more than we're talking about uh, in recent years involving uh, infantry. Um, another thing that, you know, and that also does something in terms of inflating the unemployment numbers, so it makes it look as like if everybody's uh, employed.
0: Wow! So, you know what? <laughs> That's crazy. Just like uh, I saw uh, Yvette Carnell yesterday. I just caught a little bit of it. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, but she was saying these small towns that really don't have much of a presence of us, and even if they do, they're counting jails as ADOS population centers and getting benefits for having minority populations around the area because of mm-hmm. jails.
1: Yep, exactly. And. But that ties into the whole thing, even involving the military. Uh, not many of us go through there, but there's, there's a certain uh, quota that they fill, involving us that they get credit for. Ooh. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. That's
0: quite interesting.
1: Hit this man. So, yeah, waiting on him. Wow. on in, in the Florida man, right? Yeah.
0: Florida man. page, man
1: has got two joints. I'm
0: not going to reveal the other page, but, you know. Put them up on here, and then, I'm going to, uh-oh, somebody from the 802 popped in. What's good?
1: Yo, what's up?
0: Yo,
2: peace, peace. Hey, this, this is Lee, man.
0: Oh shit, I was just I just was about to inbox you and I didn't want to reveal reveal the the um the mask, you feel me? But peace, peace how are you?
2: Yeah, good man, you know this is a, you know 802 ain't really my shit, but yeah. you know, I had to do it cuz you know uh the the phone line, the systems they won't let me do it from the FLA.
0: I'm already hip Speaking of which, I wanted to ask you about Florida. I got a couple questions because I I spent a little bit of time out there. And you was actually, I've been meaning to say this, and it's on the podcast, but you were like one of the realest homies, period, because nobody was, even my relatives down there were not looking out. So, bro, I appreciate that for real if I ain't tell you.
2: Yeah, for sure, man. You know, we kicked it a few times out there, man, Uh, between the studio shit and just being in the the craziest at the 561, which I'm still in every once in a Mm. while.
0: Oh Lord. Bet, bet. Yeah, it was a it was a the energy there was way different than what I expected and you know, advisory to anybody coming down from up north. Um, it's not a vacation. It's not a party twenty four seven.
2: Nah. In certain places it is, but nah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that acronym money is a major issue, it is facts. It's sex it's and it applies to the whole South Florida. you need some type of paper coming in and have some money before you even get down there, and some type oh, of oh i'm skill. gonna tell you
2: I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you Meta, um I didn't had like you know whether it was ex girlfriends or homies or whoever that right. moved to Florida, South Florida in particular, Miami they'll move here right and it's not like being in, like, I've been in the Midwest where I rode around and it was like, now hiring signs all around. Been to Georgia, right. now hiring signs all around. I go to a store, it's a now hiring sign. Down here, it's not like that. you got to know somebody to get in a decent job. And even like a regular job, you still got to go through hoops just to get a regular job because it takes so long for them to call you back. You know, you got to have a reference, somebody got to get you in because it's just yeah. so overpopulated.
0: That's exactly how I got my job. I got it through the Cuban chick, and then she had her homegirl who was a notary. It was weird. It was, I didn't have to do anything official, basically. I signed up for right. the job online. She already had the hookup, and she was doing it in her crib, and we rode over to her home girl's house, and she stamped the paperwork. It was all in-house situation. There was nobody outside involved. She even knew the person that one of the people involved with the company and then further on i don't remember the name but uh i looked up their names and they're not real people that's also part of florida as well those phone places <clears throat> yeah.
2: yeah yeah it's an instant you can make a e you can make an llc out of anything and then just start a business get like a little office little office space you might get like a um you know some computers you know some real you know trashy little pcs with some screens you might get them donated and then you just get the software and you can make a um you know you can make a call center but that's right. neither here nor there but um yeah it is a major issue here if i tell you about like even nowadays people are starting to move to you know Stewart or they're moving to Fort Pierce or Port St Lucie and that's outside of what we call the South Florida area that's more like yeah. the Treasure Coast and Space Coast that's 772 and You know, once you get to the Space Coast, that's 321. That's like Cocoa, Palm Bay, Melbourne, going all the way up to, like, Daytona and whatnot. And you might as well say, like, most of the coast is expensive. It's a little less expensive when you start going more north of Palm Beach. But, yeah, it is definitely a major issue. You know, rent is super high. Everybody, they'll they'll knock down the projects. They'll knock down some trashy, trashy buildings and then make it into some condos easily. Out here, and then they're gonna start the rent off at like 1300 just for a one bedroom.
0: All right, bet. Yeah, my man just said um, his uncle Gerald's in Port St. Lucie. Yeah,
2: well, yo, you yeah,
0: could you, could you could you could ask some questions if you want to, my G. It's both of us on here, yeah, I yeah, think?
1: okay. Yeah, what's going on, bro? Uh, yeah, basically, like I was saying before, like my uncle's down there in Saint Port Lucie, so I, like, I don't know much about the area. As you're telling me, I guess it's getting, like, really hectic really down there in terms of, I guess, the, you would say, the gentrification, right? Yeah, it's gentrification. Like, I don't really know too much about
2: Port St. Lucie because I'm not in an area nearly as much as I'm in the three counties, the main three counties, which is, you know, Miami-Dade, Broward, or Palm Beach. But everybody's starting to move out to Port St. Lucie. Now, I don't really like it out there in particular because it's still very red out there and everything is not in close proximity. You do need a car. A reliable oh, car. Okay. Okay. Because like there's not like buses, like the trains is mainly in like Dade and Broward. There's some in Palm Beach they got the bright line and the tri rail, but the bus system is, is atrocious once you get past Palm Beach. And Palm Beach is, it doesn't even have the greatest either.
0: That you know, the more mild.
2: south you go, the better it is.
0: That bus so, is cool. garbage in Palm Beach. But I'm just saying yeah, that Palm
2: is Tran- northerner.
0: It was it was almost Midwest levels of trash transportation. <sighs>
2: Yeah, Palm Tran shut down at like nine, ten o'clock at night. Broward, I think the buses stop at like eleven, and you got some in Dade County that runs twenty-four hours on main sh- streets. But most of the stuff that, uh, like if you are just on a uh, surface street, which is like the ones that kind of wind, they're gonna stop at like eleven, eleven o'clock, maybe midnight. But anything that's like on a main road, which is in Miami, considered like Biscayne, Seventh Ave, Seventeenth, Twenty-second. 27th Ave, and then, like, anything that's, like, far west that's, like, a major road, like, past the airport of Miami, those run 24 hours because that's just where all the stuff is at. The malls is there, the, all the businesses, all the workers, everything is running that way. And then, of course, South Beach, but no one wants to take a bus on South Beach because you might as well sit, sit in traffic. You're going to have a horrible time sitting on a bus on Miami Beach. You might as well get a a, a bicycle or a scooter or something. Yeah. All right, now I'm about to
0: ask you some specific questions. Um, what is your birthplace, and what was your original state of origin?
2: Oh, me? Um, yeah. I was born in New York, but I really don't have too many ties to New York. Like, I was born, and I never even heard of this place. It's called Manhattan, New York.
0: Yeah, I know where that's at.
2: So, um, but, but I remember being in Yonkers and Long Island. So, I do remember, like, Roosevelt. Um, this is like I was like three, four years old. So this was like Roosevelt. I do remember like you was in going the to Shea Stadium. In the Vell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do remember Yonkers. Um mm-hmm. so like once we got down here to Miami, this was like the eighties. So um I you know, I come from an area called Miami Gardens, but it was not called that when I grew up. It was just
0: was,
2: Norwood. So, I
0: was going to ask you about that too, but keep going, keep going. My bad, because that that ties into another yeah, question. Yeah,
2: so yeah, so I grew up there, and that was when like the stadium, the, the which is which when it was first called Joe Robbie Stadium. Now it's called Hard Rock Hard Rock Stadium. So okay. that area was mainly white people, right? So you know, we was like one of the few black pe- families that like lived in the area, and then by the time nineteen ninety ninety one ninety two hit. It was all Jamaicans, all, you know, Americans from, like, Liberty City, right? you know, over town. They all started moving north. So, like, when I was in elementary school, I was still going to school with white kids. And then by the time I got to uh, fifth grade, it was mainly black.
0: Okay. You know, uh, so,
2: yeah, I'm from Miami Gardens.
0: And about the Miami Gardens, like, how did your neighborhood change after the name changes? Like, with Warwood Gardens, and then what's the new name now? What are they calling it now?
2: Well, they call it, well, you know, it's like the the people that's in the area or outside of, you know, in parts of Miami, they we call did. it Murder Gardens. So, basically, what what they did was they took all these different areas. So, I'm from Norwood. So, you're taking Norwood. You're taking Cloverleaf, which is another neighborhood. you take taking Carroll City. You taking Scott Lake, you taking Myrtle Grove, you taking all of these neighborhoods and you're making them into one large-ass city, which is, I think, like the wow. second or third largest city in all of Miami-Dade County. I think next to like Hialeah and then the city of Miami or something. Okay. But
0: Didn't Carroll City you, be called something else and they call it something else now?
2: Nah, Carroll City to me, as far as I know, was always Carroll City. Now, Carroll City is another big-ass area. So they might have different little parts. Like you got like the Matchbox, which used to be the project. You had like 47th, the Fault. You know, you have like, you know, River City, uh, the Bajas. Like there's different parts of Kara City. So like think about it like this. Like it's like a hood within a hood.
0: Ah, uh, like different subset. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know exactly yeah. what that means. Um, in Columbus, there's like... Because I'm from Southfield, and within Southfield, it was New Southfield, which is where I'm from, and the houses are a little bit nicer. And then Old Southfield, which is like older, 1950s houses, and, and then it was like um more by the school in the back, kind of a little bit more grittier. And then there was a place called Key Place, which was on the other side of the neighborhood, and their houses was even nicer than ours. And that was the place where, like, we would go and somebody's grandma from down south... Who still has property down south? Would be in Key Place, and then we'd go visit some rat joints in Old Southfield because that would be the place where young people would have their own house or whatever. Because their mom died and left them the crib, and then my neighborhood was kind of the middle ground, but it was all one hood because we were isolated from the, <clears> of the city. That's why um it it moves different or whatever. Like um I made that post about the GDS because my neighborhood used to be a GD neighborhood. And then it changed into a crip neighborhood because of some outside influences. Well, the GD thing came from outside, too. But it changed into that because people started watching movies, and then other folks moved from um, Long Beach and Gardena and places like that. Not a lot, but a decent amount. So the the culture shifted. And in those three little areas, people did different shit, which is funny.
2: Yeah, so that's kind of like, you know, explaining like how your area is. It's kind of like the same thing that happened in my area, you know, which is like Norwood or Miami Gardens in general. Like you go from having, you know, which is like white people to where it started getting mixed with Americans to where yep. now you got the Jamaicans coming in and the Jamaicans got their whole influence. And then a little bit later, now you got the Haitian influence. So when I started going to school, at least high school, it became – you know, the Jamaicans versus the Haitians versus the Yanks versus, you know, Scott Lake don't fuck with Bunch Park, Norwood, I was gonna, don't, Norwood. It's crazy.
0: I was going to ask you about that because people from Miami seem to make it make it seem like it was just United States black people versus Haitians and nobody else, and we were just the main people bullying Haitians. But people from oh, Miami hell no. that, are, that are not Haitian are like, no, it was Bahamians <laughs> in the United States, it was English speaking black people versus non-English speaking black people and then everyone beefing their own groups. And what happened on Cracking Day?
2: Yeah. Oh, well, here's how that went. So explaining that, it was, at least from what I remember from middle school, it was, um, if you rolled with the American way of thinking, you got rolled on. If you were more like, okay, you trying to rebel, or if you got educated on how certain things went in history, then you was the one probably giving out the ass whooping. Ooh. You know, it really wasn't too much neutrality going on. At least in my middle school, it wasn't too Damn. much neutrality going on. It was like, yeah, because we again, this we are talking about like 1991, 92. one, ninety two. I'm showing my age yeah. with the with the year, oh, but good. but you know, it was like, yeah, you might even have white people that was riding on white people on Cracker Day. Just because, or they got, or they, because they got passes. It was just like, you just knew, like, I, I'm not going to name their name, but it was the one family. They were all white boys. And these dudes, you know, like, just think about, like, six Paul Walls, but they all built, like, Nebraska Cornhusker offensive line. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they was riding with the brothers. So they was, so it was like, you you wasn't even going to try to fight them. It was just no wow. reason for you to <laughs> do it. Right. They was going to knock your head off, and you probably would have got your head knocked off by certain other dudes, because it was just the way they were moving, because they was with the brothers. But then they might have sure. rolled on some other white boys, they was on some bullshit. Like, oh, you saying, ah. you know what say, I'm saying, you saying the nigga and this like that, you fucking with people during class, or we going to knock your head off. Right. So that's just okay. kind of, it, it was like a weird dynamic, man, but that's how it was. Like, or you had Cubans that were Cuban white, you had Cubans that were Afro-Cubans, you had uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, white Jamaicans. You never knew, like some of the like you it, there's white Haitians and Bahamians and
1: oh, all yeah. that too
2: that people don't realize and see. In in you know you might see it in the media, but when you're in school, you don't notice that. You know, but yeah. there were those that were of a lighter hue that were from the islands.
0: I met I met um a white Bermudan up here actually dude was cool. He was he was trying to teach me how to play the guitar, but he was like, yeah, I'm white. I'm from Bermuda. He didn't really have an accent or anything. He just sounded like Canadian, but a little less, hey, guy. It was like normal. He talked normal, but he was a cool dude. But I, I kind of knew there was white folks in the Bahamas. I, I do watch the little videos. Like, I watch everybody's underground rap videos for some odd reason. I like, doing that and I was, I was like okay there's little white dudes in the background but the homie from the Bahamas out here told me that there's like segregation still and they don't really interact with the black population so much at least
2: when he was down there in the Bahamas. well it's it's like a, it's like a little bit because I'm Bahamian so I could kind of speak on it okay Um, I got a family that is, that is white as far as I know from what I've seen but they're also like mixed so like you look at them oh. you think they're white but they're really they're really black. They're just like light skinned
0: Oh, they're Creole. Well,
1: Creole, they, call them,
2: they call them They call them Joe's in the Bahamas. Oh,
1: okay.
2: that's like the, that's like the term that they use where you're like either white or you look like you're super light skinned Kunky Joe is like the term they use in Bahamas. I don't know if that's like a bad thing. I just what I used to hear when I was younger.
0: Yeah, my people. dad
2: Not them. necessarily me, but my dad was considered that. So, yeah, um that was mine. You get like Yeah, but you get a lot of that. You know, it ain't no different over there than it is over here. You know, um, you got even like the ones that think that they're more educated than others and they got a little more money or whatnot. It's it's all the same shit. I mean, it's crazy because like Nassau is starting to be like another Miami. Nassau is like the capital. And Nassau is where all the tourist shit goes. That's where all the casinos are. That's where all the shops are. That's where all the, you know, the bigger houses are. Everything is on Nassau. You know, but that's what it looked like. It looks like another Miami. Every They start even acting like Miami. Now with the internet, you start to get a whole lot more influences from, like, Toronto or Miami or yeah. Houston or whatever because the internet makes everything travel. Once, once the phone lines and the, and the internet lines came in, it just changed everything. And cable TV, too, because when I grew up, you know, my, my cousins were watching Rap City, and they was trying to act like the dog pound and all that shit, too.
0: <laughs> and it's weird to see because uh... – I've seen something on, it's not the Bahamas, but I saw something on Belize where Bruce was getting deported. I actually know somebody who did. I'm not going to speak this man's name because he's down there um, doing unrighteous acts at the moment due to lax laws. <clears throat> and You can kind of read between the lines and know what I'm talking about. Right.
2: I, I know what you're talking about off-rip. <laughs> yeah, but
0: dude, dude was banging in New York and he forgot that he was born in Belize, so he had to move or whatever. He, I think he cut some Spanish people. And they put him out. And he's been down there ever since, blogging or whatever. But um, he brought the banging with him, which was a mistake. Because uh, I saw his documentary, Dog. Mm-mm. They take it to the max. Like, they got bullet holes in the crib. It's It's not the place for that. It's not the place for that.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I heard some things too, reading or like watching documentaries on like the LA cats and a lot of the cats that's over there uh, on the west side, you know, west side of LA. You know, a lot of them, um, you know, the the thirties yep. and the and the and the and the bees that's out there, they Belizeans. So you yep. say, man, out there, boy, it gets really serious, boy, like Ooh. really, really serious. And you gotta think, they got that Central American mindset. The yep. Central American mindset with, mixed with the L.A., mixed with whatever other spot they was in, whether it was New York, Miami, uh, Midwest, wherever, whatever they got that mixture of, they bring it together. down there. Yeah, yeah, oh, and they kind of made it
0: like Liberia, bro. It's like really lem- reminded me of what I saw looking at Liberia. I want to visit these places, too, because I'm not I'm not against it. I want to get up with my people in them places like, yo, we should all. Cut. You see, you brought this down here understand the real reason this is community revolution and progress. this is black leaders of our dimension this is goals and development. you feel me like yeah let's take it back to the very very essence, even though in, and there's a higher black population, so who knows what potential that would have you feel me who knows what potential yeah, plus that would the, have,
2: the political know? structure the political structure and the and the way of life is different too so right. they have to they have to adapt. They, they taking certain things that we do here and trying to adapt it to what they got going on over there. So now you got political unrest and shit like that. Or like yeah. the electricity, the electricity might only be on for two days out of the week type shit. Right. Or food only and coming food in. in. Yeah. You know, like shit got to come like, like I done had things like, mind you, like the Bahamas, Think people think Bahamas is just like Nassau, Freeport, Bimini. Right. Bahamas is a bunch of islands. And some of those islands, you got to wait damn near a month for a barrel to come in. You know what I'm saying? Like the ship. And I'd have been on Long Island where it was like no electricity. Like I just spent a whole summer in Long Island. That was like that's why I don't talk about like like I don't like hearing people talk about poverty here. Because Mm -hmm. over there it was like I had to bathe in well water, you know, um, you know, walking dirt road. Like if we wanted to eat American food, my family, you know, my mom and dad had to send a barrel over to Long Island. And that's, like, a really, really like, a way of life for everybody in those small out islands, where it's, like, very little population, you know, it's very little, like, um, development in terms of, like, road structure, homes. The homes are still kind of built, like, 1960s, 70s, structural. Um, They don't have, like, the zoning codes and all that shit. They don't really have, like, the – you know, we still had to run – for us to have power on the house, we had to run generators. So we had to get – the petroleum, the gasoline to run the generator. So we only run the generator at night. Damn. Yeah, man, shit was real serious, man. Some motherfuckers out here, they literally got AC in the projects. They got, you know, running water in the projects. I'm not trying to, like, knock them and be like, oh, well, y'all saw because this and that third, but shit is a little bit better. Like if I go walking in the Pompano right now, which is, like, the nearest hood where I'm at, yeah. I could, I'd rather live in Pompano than live in where I was at in Long Island.
0: True, true.
2: You know true, true. niggas posted up at the gas station, but you had to live off the land. Like I could go to I could go to my neighbor house and pick a watermelon and eat it and tell and, and barter with them as opposed to like having to always right. have have money. And see, you that's know, or crazy fish point. with them.
0: I think we I think we lost a lot of that. Like the only only people who still do that are like geechee's you feel me, that still lives that way. We lost that part, but we're going to have to start learning how to barter and interact in the community as a whole again with the small gardens. Funny thing about right. it, remember I was told you I was doing the thing in Ohio when I was on MTV. We were actually using the money from the wrong doing the try and fund community gardens, and I think that's how uh. we got attention paid to us because we were having meetings in the library and being a little bit too obvious about it. I even went down to the city to, um, I showed them. I, I went around, I, I got on Google Maps, and we rode around taking pictures of the lots we wanted, and I, I drew out the dimensions, went down to the city, and the people were, like, giving out land for a dollar. It was all in place, and then the MTV call happened, and the homie got locked up at the same time. We were doing that.
2: Dang. Yeah, man, so it's, you know, we do, we we could still live off the land, like, I've been to Georgia, you know, and I'm not talking about just Atlanta, I'm talking about, you know, Atlanta. being in Savannah, yeah, I've been in Savannah, you know, shot in Savannah, I, you know, Savannah's a real cool place, for me at least, it's it's it's, for, it's predominantly black, but you also don't want to fuck around in Savannah either, you know what I'm saying, yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's, you know, you gotta remember, it's still like one of them swamp towns, it's still very bayou, very, and that mindset is still there. So the boys out there they get it in, you know.
0: Uh, yeah, but people, yeah, I, I noticed on their little videos they um they don't really approve of the Atlanta lifestyle. They was looking at them, they were like masculine, way more masculine and warlike and militant compared to <laughs> the Atlanta brothers. No, no <laughs> this to y'all. I love my Atlanta people. You feel me? And there's yeah. there's a militant vibe there. There's a lot of black history there. It was just their opinion that I saw and I heard in person. Yeah, it was,
2: it was not. It was some good to treat. It was some real Guna Tree in Savannah. Like, mm-hmm. they, 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 they also – some fly shit, too, you know. But Savannah right. – like, I done been through on um, Caten and, 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 and Frazier Holmes. This is, like, what Big Boy was talking about in his West Savannah song back in the day. I've been through there, and it's, it's serious, you know what I'm saying? I done been on MLK in Savannah. I done been on Victory, Victory. I done been on – I haven't really been on the east side too much. I was in Yamacraw, Yamacraw Village. That shit reminds me of, like, New Orleans. Like, you ever watching, like, those um, old, like, Hot Boys videos, Masterpiece videos? You see, like, the third, the third ward? That's kind of yeah, what Yamacraw remind me of.
0: I used to walk through there with my cousin all the time. Like, after you die, I'm going to tell you a story, because he's paralyzed now, but um, we were actually somewhere. But, yeah, yeah, keep going with the Savannah thing, because I, I had hopped yeah. in and out out there, and I didn't really get to interact with the people.
2: Yeah, I was I was out there in my ex My ex is from... Savannah. She actually lives in um uh, Fraser Homes. Well I think she still uh she used to. But anyhow, I mean the barter system is still prevalent in those areas because you gotta think it's fifty I think it's like fifty five percent black. It's it's a military town somewhat. It's an HBCU there. So like it's still bartering. Like, you got this, I got this. Oh, let's make this work. You know, it's projects here, projects across the street. Let's make this work. Oh, you stay on Gwinnett Street. You stay on this street. Let's make this work. You know, give me a ride here. I'll get you this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got a lawnmower. I got this thing. Let's make it work. Oh, I got a TV, an extra TV, because my auntie died. I don't need the TV. You want the TV? Give me this. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of still works in those places. But like, being from where I'm at in Miami, it don't work nearly as much. I don't even think it works that much in the hood anymore in Miami used
0: to, but not anymore you know what I think it is, bro? I think in in a lot of places, I heard from older heads that uh it used to be like that. I think the presence of opulence and being near other folks and folks with money like because I lived in Toronto too, and I noticed that it was just a beef fest at one point in time. I really didn't see any unity at all. It was just ethnic niches. And I think because they're up next to so much riches and people having things that their pursuit of that interferes with the rest of their life. And plus they're in a metroplex. So there's not really much opportunity to, to dig into the earth or interact with people on a, a normal basis. You know, you kind of have to <clears> look <lose> at <throat> the speed of life in the city, even if it's a slow city, like in, in yeah. metro's. Cause there's not, yeah, man. Hmm. Let's see what else we got here. All right, I'm about to ask you about did you come before or after the Mario boat lift?
2: Um, after because, um, my family got there in '86, '87. I think, I think the house that we lived in, I think we moved in there August '86. So, I think Mario might have been like four years before that. Ah. So... So, like, at least when I was in, like, elementary school, I didn't really have a lot of, like, interaction with Cubans other than us going to Hialeah and going to, like, Westland Mall. But even still, in the 80s, Hialeah was still kind of, like, mixed. It was, like, white people and a little bit Hispanic and some black people because Seminola is still considered, like, the hood. Like, the blackest part of Hialeah, and Hialeah is predominantly Cuban. So, predominantly Hispanic. So, I didn't really have a lot of interaction with them until I got to, like, middle school. Because my middle school was considered, like, a magnet school. So, you had kids from, like, different parts of the city coming to that middle school because it was an art magnet and, I think, something else. So, you had kids that was in band, kids that was dancing, kids that was drawing. And they were... Hispanic so you might have had somebody who had Suarez in their last name or Castro in their last name or Gutierrez in their last name or Gonzalez in their last name and this wasn't like it wasn't like that when I was in elementary school too much you know and that kind of like that was kind of like the also like the the change too because when you go from elementary school the fights were more like little petty shit like okay toys or he talked about my sneakers, but now you go into middle school and this person literally this new person literally has an issue with your skin color or your, you know, your hair, you got nappy ass hair, or you trying to talk to this girl and you think this girl's cute. But then she's like, I don't talk to niggas type shit. Woo. Yeah. Shit get crazy. Like
0: those kind of bars that early in life.
2: Well, you got to remember like their parents taught them that type of shit or they just, that's just what they were around, you know? Um, and it got real. It got real serious. And you also gotta remember they they don't know they don't know who someone knows or who's connected to who. So then it's like treading lightly. Then you start realizing like the political aspects of shit. Not necessarily like politics in terms of like this person's a mayor, commit city commissioner's son, daughter, whatever the fuck, uncle, niece, nephew, whatever. I'm talking about like the street politics, the business politics, the school, athletic. The, you know, all of that shit. So it was like certain people you could pop fly with and others you couldn't. And certain people you could knock the fuck out and others is like, all right, well, you literally got to like make an apology because you did stole on the wrong kid or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Because that could lead to some other shit happening. So not just you, but others. You know, it's a lot of different shit you start learning over time as you get older. But yeah, they was dropping them type of bars, man. Like, um, I done seen... Little like redhead white dudes with freckles getting knocked the fuck out for saying the wrong shit or just getting too crazy with the wrong person, or uh, um, you know, girls stealing, touching girls' hair. Oh. You know, back in the day, we used to have PE, uh, yeah, you can be surprised, yeah, not just the hood girls stealing. Some of these white girls are stealing, too. Oh, yeah, there's some of the number
0: one thieves. Like, their thief game is unmatched because nobody catches them. Shoot, my girl. My girl told me she used to steal all kinds of stuff. And um, a couple of my man's girls like, yeah, they even sent me in it. Bruh, (laughs) when I used to do the bad thing, that was the main booster team the homies sent in because they would always come out with merchandise. Music stores, clothing stores, shoe stores, it didn't matter. All off the assumption. The yeah, so I mean, like slid out with yeah, a flat so it was a lot. From Wally World.
2: <laughs> Shit. Yeah, man. So it was like a lot of different things. I mean, like I said, it was diverse. There was some cool people. Right. So it's not all about like you know. I'm not. I don't want to get to that. Somebody try to rewind the tape and be like, oh well, you know, he just down in this, that and the third. He down in Cubans. He down in Honduras. He down in. Just nah, cause I know a lot of cool ones. I dated a few, exactly. you know, chopped Same it up, man. you know. I didn't, you know, I did not have homies that was uh, young, younger. They were Latin kings or whatnot, or they were, um, you know, uh, well back in the day it was Wallow. That was like the the the, the Hialeah shit, Wallow, right. or uh, I forgot what that shit meant, but that's that's like some kind of like, you know, the five and six type shit. Um, right now
0: here's where here's where it go crazy at. All right, when did you notice them junkies start coming down there for rehab and
2: staying? Oh, <laughs> um, dang man, what year? I want to say, man, I want to say, um, well, I guess that's a two part answer because as far as like the rehab part, I didn't notice that until recently. Maybe, ah. like, within the last five or six years. But in terms of, like, noticing that the people that's doing certain shit wasn't from Florida, I'm talking about maybe 10 years or better. you talking about, like, mm. 10, 15 years I knew that these people were, like, they was coming down here because they knew, like, the pill mills. Like, so it was Casas from North Carolina that was from, the pill, you know, get pills from here and then right. go sell them over there or, or just come out there, buy them, and just be stuck here and just use them, and then be fucked up, and then causing, so all the crazy ass Florida man shit really is West Virginia man, Mississippi man, Tennessee man, that came and moved down to Delray, moved to Hollywood, moved to, you know, Fort Myers on the other end of South Florida, moved to, you know, like, all these different places, so then People reading these stories and they laughing, like, uh-huh, oh, y'all Florida niggas crazy, yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, look at it like this. Oh, buddy ate his bait. He, he's he on bath salts. He ate this man's face. Okay, where did he come from originally? He didn't. Right. Is he from North Miami? Is he from Miami Gardens? Is he from Miramar? Is he from, you mm-hmm. know, like, like where is this person from born and raised? Oh, right. oh he's from Haiti oh, this person's from uh, Alabama and moved down here and started doing all that nutty shit. He's a retiree from Jersey that came right. and started doing crazy shit. So come on, man. He's
0: a, man. He's a Canadian. Remember when that – Yeah. Um, remember when the damn ambassador's kid tried to hit a lick and got his man popped and shot somebody? You know about that, right?
2: Damn, nah, man. Well, that like sounds the crazy as fuck, though. Canada, bro.
0: A diplomats kid was down there trying to be on some street shit. He got away with it too. He's living in Montreal, being a Muslim. But yeah, let me let me lift this whole story up. That sounds
2: familiar. Damn. But yeah, these motherfuckers are not from here, man. And they and they try to throw it all on. Now I'm not even gonna say that we're a, a zero. We're 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 just totally innocent. So some of that Florida shit is crazy. I've been to some of the craziest small towns in Florida. I've been to Mascot, Florida. I've been to Brooksville, Florida. I've been to um, Arcadia. I've I've been on numerous times, been to Clewiston, Immokalee. I've been to small-ass cities, towns where, like, this shit's crazy. So I know there's crazy people in those places. But, like, don't throw that shit on everybody in Florida. I know some good people in Orlando. I know some good people in Daytona. I know good people all around South Florida, and we don't get down like that. In fact, we probably check a lot of that bullshit before it even gets to that news type shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Because this is, this, I was going to tell you, this, this is the whole story about a little dumbass boy. Just weeks after her two sons settled into a new life in Miami to join Dubay at her posting as consul general. And it's a nice white lady. Aww. Yeah, nice white lady. Her sons, shit. on the other hand, was some, some brothers. And they weren't nice. But uh, they, they came down and had an 18-month legal saga that cost her whole life savings and job. Ooh. Gene Wafabazu and his 14-year-old brother moved to Miami in January 2015. Their mother, Dubay, a rising star in a diplomacy, had just taken the position of Consul General of Canada in Florida. The brothers took their mother's BMW with diplomatic plates to an apartment. And what U.S. police allege was a plot to rob a drug dealer. Oh. John and the Miami team, Joshua Wright, killed each other in a gunfight during the botched ripoff of 800 grams of marijuana from drug dealer Anthony Rodriguez.
2: Where oh, it's just some, some trees. Some Get weed, the fuck out of here.
0: Some weed? You got your brother <laughs> murked over some weed?
2: Oh, man. Oh, well, finish that story, and I'm going to tell you about, like, some dumbass shit that be going on here, yep. man. But click continue.
0: He was, he was waiting in the car. But under Florida's felony law, a party to any crime can bear the full legal responsibility for it. The unarmed boy who insisted he didn't know it was going to happen was charged with first-degree murder for the crime that claimed his brother's life. Mm. If, he, if convicted, he'd face one of two penalties, life in prison or death. But guess what? He's good in the hood. You know why? Because his mom's a consul. He's, he's up here. Yeah. He lives up here right now. He's straight. He is all oh, right.
2: Boy, yeah, Yeah. diplomatic immunity. <laughs> I ain't Woo! talking about Cameroon. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, that that's crazy. Oh, yeah, we out of there, man, on the house. They they giving us the chair off Damn. Zap. Violent offender? Yeah, they sending us up, man. In Florida? Nigga, man, I probably, I wouldn't even be talking to you if that was me, which I wouldn't do, but the fact of anybody that looks like me is definitely getting the chair in this motherfucker. But shit like that, yeah. That's like, um, uh, uh, yeah. We call that shit junkie stunting though. But he's he can get away with it because he is who he dude, is. But that's a junkie dude stunt. Dude looks like Over some Cassidy. Fucking, some <laughs> I'm trees, about to send man.
0: This right now, he looks like a softer Cassidy. I'm kidding you not.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. But that's you know that's that's the dumbass crash dummy ass licks that dudes do. Here, you know, like, because, yeah, money is a major issue and motherfuckers is right. broke. I mean, now now that, now that shit's starting to slow down because everybody want to start scamming. Everybody a swiper. Everybody's a motherfucking bad boy now or bad girl. Um, So, like, all the shit that used to be cool or used to get you real money, they don't even want to take that risk no more. They'd be like, all right, well, I know I'm going to just get three to ten. instead of getting 25 or getting life
0: oh yeah because they had those harsh laws and speaking of which um you know anything about the sunshine laws which force florida media to reveal everything
2: um i thought that was the freedom of information act but i could be wrong i mean that might be i just don't like it when they reveal certain shit like just the fact that somebody could win the lottery here and they have to put your name it's not like you can in certain other states where you can just be anonymous. Like if you win Powerball, Lotto, Mega Millions, whatever it is, they they you know, you got to you got to literally go to like a regional office either in Miami or like you got to go all the way up to Tallahassee. And you got to take a picture with a fucking check and all this other shit. But that's all, you know, but yeah, Freedom of Information, anything that goes on, I think that's the Freedom of Information Act. I think they yep. do have that tied yeah. into the state law too.
0: Exactly. It's right here. Um, I'm going to read part of it it's a series of laws designed to guarantee that the public has access to the public records of governmental bodies in Florida and it was first enacted in 95 but it went out of hand and now the media uses that against the population of Florida especially black people yeah
2: man which are a lot of us here beer fuckery beer fuckery dog yeah man, well, I know. Um,
0: I was trying to stay out the way, and I could not stay out the way. The way came to where I was. The way made itself into the crib and weighed itself out. I had to make an exit, my G. Shit was getting
2: weird. I yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of know about that that situation though. Yeah. But um, so yeah, um, I know we, you know, I kind, we kind of veered off a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you yeah, was talking about the rehabs, so um. Going back to that, like, I got, you know, I have a friend of mine. He he was a former um, drug addict. He is now recovering. He's three years sober, I think. He's got a medallion. Um, You know, so I've gone to these these meetings. You know, I went to, like, maybe, like, two or three of them. Um, There's, like, the meetings. It's kind of like the AA and A type meetings. And um, two things that I noticed about those. One of them, there was very, I think there was probably like one or two black people in them, ever. They were all, for the most part, white. I didn't even see any Asian people in them. They might have been Hispanic, but I couldn't tell. Um, But most of those meetings were um, white people. And they were there. I think a lot of them were there because of, you know, the Broward County judicial system or whatever place they're from they had to go to a meeting, and they had to be there two, three times a week or every day um, for a meeting. And my boy, since he was a sponsor and he was chairing meetings, he had to sign off papers for these people. The rest of them went in voluntarily. Or they're also part of the rehab uh, treatment that either their employers or their family or someone pays for that's covered by insurance. So they also have to do – they do the detox, the rehab, and they're in a, like, what's considered, like, a halfway house. And the halfway house is, like, living in, like, a duplex.
0: What yeah, we consider duplexes
2: running, here in, in my Florida? My dad
0: was running those out there. That was his, um, that was his business, as he calls it.
2: Right, right. So, like, um, like, my boy, when he was on his probation and shit, you know, he had the ankle monitor. So, all he would be able to do was go to work, go to these meetings, he might eat like a little bit of food, go to, you know, work out a little bit and then go back to this halfway house. And, you know, then he got, you know, then he got cleared. Then he was like sponsoring somebody. So now he lives in a house with someone, you know, but yeah, a lot of those people also, you know, the second part of that is they are from other parts. So they would do their, you know, they would do their testimony or whatever in front of everybody, their story, where they were from. And this one girl, she was talking about she started using pills because she injured her shoulder being a volleyball superstar in college. And it just, you know, how that shit goes. (laughs) They, You know, she injures her shoulder, then she injures her knee, and they prescribe her shit. And then she just starts, you know, she was kind of nice looking. But, you know, she was talking about like her shoulder literally is almost like putty. You know what I'm saying? yeah you know how that shit is man like her shoulder and her fucking she can't do certain shit like she can't do a full rotation and this is like someone who plays volleyball but you also gotta think they also go into like well I was drinking when I was 14 and I started smoking weed and then I hurt my shoulder and I started doing these pills and then it felt good and then I started drinking more and I started doing this and then I I started skipping work and my, my, you know all this other shit so it's like all these different stories yeah, so it's always a story like that. You know, those stories were always uh, prevalent that they did shit and then they fucked up, man, and that shit is a, that shit is a crisis. I mean, but some of them, you know, uh, they they fuck up. They fuck up doing simple shit. But then you also have people, and I say this, like, you have – people who are uh, addicts or whatnot and they're good people and they fuck up and take shit. But you have people who are dickheads and they become addicts and they just gonna stay a dickhead regardless of whether they're clean or not. And then they end up being an uh, addict all they relapse and do fucked up shit again. So all of them so like when I see memes of like, oh, you know, this is someone's father, da 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 it's just like being in the streets, like whether somebody's a killer or whether somebody's a bully. Them niggas are dickheads, dog. Can't like you know what I'm saying? I never used to say, yeah. man, they don't get R I P shirts. So, Real rap. So like he was killing
0: so, girls and doing all kinds of wild shit. I actually knew of a situation like that, once again not gonna name the person. I knew the person was doing all kinds of crazy shit and um the dude um pulled a Mac out on me over over some raps. So I heard something happen to him and, and I was like, yo, you don't even know what's good with that man like that but i was like r.i.p i just thought it in my head like nah, dude was nutty was
2: yeah crazy. yeah man it's, it's it's like that out here where you know like i said like my boy he he was doing his thing you know and it, and it affected his life you know he lost his apartment all type of shit was homeless and um then he got clean you know he got it took him getting locked up for him to do all that though Right. You know, it wasn't like he had to, vo- he voluntarily like, damn, shit's going real bad. I mean, I told him to do that, but it took him getting locked up for yeah, things he got way. locked up for.
0: You got to hit that rock for- bottom.
2: Yeah. But you have people, he wasn't like somebody that was just straight scumbagging people before that. So, oh. so, so, you know, like he, so, so he has, a even though he did what he did, his face is still clean with a lot of people. Right. You got people that, you know, these people are just straight scumbags off rip and then they get clean they still scumbagging so it doesn't matter if they get clean or not they still out here rob hitting licks on people robbing them you know got got predator got boxy charges all type of shit you know what I'm saying just fun yeah. business dog and they just and it ain't it in ain't, it ain't a good way and they out here still walking around thriving you know so sometimes yeah. they do shit they might that's have kicked problem. the bucket
0: that's a problem up here bro like they they're way too lenient in regards to Skinner's and, and fun folks. And, and, you know, you said the Batiman charge, you know what I mean? Doing, doing the one thing and they let them out real early and just be having them walking around and they don't let people access the registry here.
2: So. Oh yeah. So like, but you know, I hear, like I said, man, it's street justice, you know, not to like, uh, elaborate on it too deep, but oh,
0: no, no, no. you know what,
2: you know what happened? Just the fact of, no, and mind you, again, these people are not from here. So they'll be from wherever the fuck, Ohio or uh, Kentucky or wherever the fuck, and they think they could do Ohio, Kentucky shit in places like Pompano. No. Nigga, they'll knock your melon off. And I even talk about, like, no black folks. I'm just talking about every every day. It, it could be white Italian living, born and raised here. They'll knock your head off out here. Do not play with these people. They're not here for play. You know what I'm saying? They, right. they, they carry and they have a right to use it. You know what I'm saying? Stand your ground. So if you out here foaming at the mouth, yelling at somebody, throwing shit, they will bust your melon. Women will bust your melon here. Yeah, so they Do not the, play. It's,
0: the legit show cartridge, real fast. Reset your
2: game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they will shut your computer down permanently. Do not play. Ew. Um. So, yeah, man, there's people out here that, you know, just leave people the fuck alone. Mind your business. Go about your day. Do not force an interaction with people. You know, I just, people, people, people aren't, I'm, I'm not going to say people aren't friendly here. We are friendly to an extent. You know, nice, we, y'all will cool. Cool have to me. we will have conversations. We will help you out. We will assist you in public. Whether you're at a bus station and you need directions, we will help you. If you ask us and your intent is not fucked up, yeah, sure. I'll give you a dollar. You know what I'm saying? One thing I won't let you do is hold my phone, but I'll give you a quarter to use a pay phone if there's one available. <coughs> you know, um, but yeah, if your intent is all fucked up, they will definitely let you know that you need some correction.
1: <coughs>
2: People here will give you that, that, uh, that memorable correction that you should have had maybe from your parents or your OGs or the people on your block, you know, or, or you know, bringing that old feeling back. Got to bring that old feeling back because some of these motherfuckers are just out of line, out of pocket, talking to people, no manners. No manners, doggy. No manners, dog. You know what I'm saying? So they got to get checked.
0: Um so it's it's kind of like bumpy roads for an adult who is wayward in his own zone. It will make you mature real fast in South Florida
2: yeah, if you're privileged down here, oh yeah they they'll they'll be cool and let certain shit slide to a to a to an extent you know even, we won't we won't even let you say certain words, but you start pressing buttons and I feel like you're pressing buttons. I've seen what, I've seen sometimes, I've seen case of point. This wasn't necessarily here, but we was in Daytona. And we was around some, some Miami homies from down south. Down south meaning like Homestead, Piran, the Rancher, Goulds. Like, that's still like the hood, but like south Miami. And we up there in Daytona spring break. You know, this Mexican cat was kind of playing us a little too close. I don't know if he was from Daytona or just like a transient or whatever the fuck. Right. But we at this gas station. You know, we talking to girls It's spring break. We out there parlaying, doing our shit, freestyling. This Mexican cat just playing us a little too fucking close, dog. And, you know, the the homie from down south, he's like, he was like a little bit older than us at the time. And this dude just like, everybody chilling this party time, Daytona, it's loud as fuck. My God, just <laughs> this, this Mexican cat to the ground, to this mailbox, one of the U.S. postal mailboxes that's on the street, dog. That shit went from sound to like, yo, what the fuck is going on? The man was playing too close, dog. He was like, man, fuck, nigga. Dog, you can't play no real nigga like that, dog. Too close, my nigga. Fuck you doing, dog. You need to take your ass across the street with that shit, dog. If I see you coming across the street, nigga, I'm knocking your head off, dog. All the girls looking like Damn what the fuck? Like, no, you know Buddy just like all his dignity just like fell out of his body like Doctor Strange hit niggas with the with the fucking You know Doctor Strange hit niggas with the fucking uh the two fingers and niggas soul just leave their body. Yeah, it was like mm. Yeah, Damn.
0: dog his mm. <laughs> soul out of him with that.
2: Oh Yeah, my. dog Buddy flew to the fucking mailbox, dog. And he must have been drunk, dog. So, but you know, you <clears throat> can't play the real nigga too close. Say certain shit, man. She's like that, but yeah, you got to learn some manners out here. It, we yeah. are cool people. Don't don't believe like these music videos. You see all these cats with guns and shit like that. Yeah, that is like that. But you yeah. know, you got some cool cats too that got dreads and goals. Help people, you know. Yeah. Um, all that, you know. Uh, even some of my you know Latino homies, they got dreads and goals too. And, exactly, and and, and they not with the
0: bullshit. When I lived in D.C. area, it was Salvadoran cats <laughs> that had that had dreads and and foam posits, and that were wearing whole track suits. And it was weird to see the overlap, cause that's the first place where I started seeing um, African American brothers start rocking the soccer jersey joints. So I was like oh I see because the Salvadorian cats was doing that and then Dominican dudes was rocking the so- soccer jerseys and mixing it with the DC style because DC has a lot of different clothing lines Sobiato, I etc so you would see them applying the localness to them and then being like yeah job mo such and such and it was a straight Salvadoran dude but there's a Salvadoran area that's been in DC since the eighties, seventies even. Um I don't remember what Yeah, I think you were telling
2: me
0: about that. Yep. I, um, I've well, out, of Maryland. Well, out of Maryland, right? It wasn't yeah, DC one, necessarily. In, it was Maryland. In, um, dag on, uh, Langley, Park. Langley Park, Maryland, and there's a neighborhood in DC, um, not DuPont Circle. That's where the weirdos be. Um it's called Columbia Park in D C. That's they join too. Okay. But uh Langley Park and then Columbia Park, I think. I don't wanna be an actor and case somebody, yo, that ain't my hood. It's not my hood. Yeah, man. Columbia so like, Heights. Yeah, Columbia Heights. That's what it's called. That's Columbia the Columbia Heights. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah. I heard of that. It used to be yeah, called Malcolm X Park though. Hmm. There's more than one kind of gentrification.
2: Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah man. So like I mean out here, uh, you know, of course we have like a big Jamaican influence, uh Haitian right. influence. Um, even like the DR shit, like the DR, like, like the Dominicans out here, they got Allapada on lock, right? is Like Alapada sure. is like a little New York, like that's just 24 hours, niggas walking across the street, barbershop open at like one, two in the morning.